Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Twilla Happy Hour, where if uh, Head Trauma had a podcast, it would sound like this. And that comes from that Tribune writer. Yeah, tell people about it who are just tuning in. I forget his name. <laughs> oh, he's amazing, man. But he loves us. And that's that. Anyways, but... In a lot of ways, he may have good cause. That night that he came on and said that stuff, we were having someone on that he uh, vehemently, vehemently, boy, I'm stumbling on that word, disagreed with. But that's, that's good. That's what we want, right? We want people who disagree, who can have a conversation without being... I, I've invited him on the show so many times. And did he not? And he... Uh, Again, I'll say vehemently denies uh, coming on the show. But that's okay. Uh, anyway, so as everyone knows, uh, tonight is the first night that Dave is gone. And so we will be your current faces in the group. Now, Dave will be showing back up probably remotely after he gets settled into his uh his uh you know routine down there um he's down there getting settled in his wife is still up here um and so you know uh they're you know all the stuff they've got to do they've got to you know they've got to live remotely for a while while they get everything else done but anyways so tonight we're just going to talk about some news and some interesting stuff. But me personally, what I want to start with is I want to kick off uh, just kind of talking about local events that are going on and and uh, some things like that. But first, I've got to push a couple buttons here on the computer before we get in. We're just doing some housekeeping, making sure that we get out to everyone. And I'd love to take this opportunity to ask those of you that tune in, uh, if you wouldn't mind telling friends about us and sharing the word, that would be awesome. We would really like to grow our audience and make sure that we are covering everything that um, interests you and certainly interests the two of us. And though we're not experts in any specific field per se, we, we feel like it's important to talk about these issues that are facing our families and our lives and our country, and the more, the more participation, the merrier. So we appreciate anyone who tunes in and participates on live. And then if you're unable to catch us live, you can always catch us on the podcast um, through iTunes, or you can check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, Rumble iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. I even I did a quick search the other day, and we're on some that I've never heard of, some podcast catchers. So we're I and if we're not somewhere, I uh I strive to get us to that place. Yeah, so check us out. And if you like what we have to say, like it and subscribe and that just helps us get more uh well create better content and have a better show. Yeah. Yes. Um and there is some exciting news coming up over the next month uh, that we're going to hold off on talking about until um, it comes to more fruition. But 
Uh, hopefully we can gain your support then. But let's get on with talking about some uh, kind of current eventy stuff that I think is, well, I mean, obviously you would have to call it important because it is. And I'm going to pull it up on the screen. Give me just a second. You want to talk about election? Yeah, results? I want to talk about the election results we just had and kind of run through them. And and uh, for those of you who don't know who what our uh, officials are now, this will uh, give you an idea. So I guess we can start out with the Twila City Council. Uh, Melody Gochis. Congratulations, uh, Melody. Justin Brady, he's the the chair of the council, and he's back in. Will he continue to be chair, or, or do they elect a new chair every time? I think they. I think they reelect. Um, I mean, people can keep it because they like the, what they're doing, but uh, I think their option to reelect is always there. Okay. Once the chair is reelected, he. They decide. At least that's how our council works um, for the county. So I believe the city is probably the same, but I, I don't work with the city council, so I'm not sure. We'll have to check in with them. And uh, Ed Hansen, right? Yes. So those are our three. Now, Justin and Ed are uh, their incumbents reelected, and Melody held the office prior. And she is now reelected again. We want to congratulate them. Congratulations. I respect anyone who puts their name into work in an office because in to serve because yeah, and I, I say congratulations in advance to everyone. I won't say it every time. <laughs> but um, what you see there are are six people who thought they they could add something to their community yep. and serve their community. And it's not an easy job. Nope. And it's not a lot of thank yous. Um and you're going to make a lot of enemies as yep. well as even from people that you already know that you like may not like you after you've served in public office because of decisions you make or votes you make. So I I just want to thank anyone willing to put their hat in the ring, invest their time, their money uh, to run for office. And I think Tooele City is a great, I mean, it's a great example. Their, their city council is um, doing good things. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, let's, we'll get back to the names real quick. So those who were beat out was Tony Graff. And of course, um, he's an incumbent that was running and a, and a friend of the show. Yeah, we like Tony. We like Tony a lot. Uh, but, um, you know, he'll be able to focus on that new motorcycle he got now. Um, Ryan Parker, um, you know, uh, I think we interviewed him and, and, you know, pretty good showing, 10 I mean, we're talking these percentages on votes are still quite close. Uh, you know, 16% for Tony, well, almost 17, almost 11% for Ryan and Doug, uh, almost 9%. So those are still close votes, uh, Doug Yay. We didn't have an opportunity to talk to Doug, but uh, we thank him for running. Twila City Proposition 8, which if I remember, that was all kind of about document storage if i remember or note storage i can't remember it wasn't a one of those big extreme changes it was mostly a change would be on the government level 
that the average citizen wouldn't even notice or recognize. I feel like it was a, it was wording in the proposition Something, was changing yeah. previous wording, if I remember. Trust correctly. me, you guys won't even notice. But it passed. Grantsville City, uh, Heidi Hammond, Rhett Butler, and Jeff Williams all uh, took the seats. Um, they beat out Richard Farley, Whit Cook, friend of the show, and Max Chavez. And I think we interviewed uh, Richard Witt, Max. We interviewed Max when he ran for mayor. Um, uh, did we interview? I don't think we got an interview lined up with Heidi, Rhett, or Jeff, which is bad. That kind of breaks our thing because last go around, everyone we interviewed won. And this time it might be the other way around. Though we did uh, chat with uh, Justin, if I remember. Wendover City, I know this way out there. Uh, Brandon Grossman won, and he beat out Adam Palafax, Palafax, Palafox, Manuel Carrillo Gomez, or Carrillo Gomez. I'm, if I pronounce your name incorrectly, uh, feel free to reach out and correct me. And Ralph Vicks. Erda City, um, Scott Drewby, Drew Bay. Beat out Calum Sessions uh, for District 1. These are really high percentages in this race. Now, these ones, now, especially when you look at Scott Drewby, Drew Bay. I'm used to saying the road, Drewby Road, but it's Drew Bay. It's Drew Bay Road. Yeah, it's named after his family. <laughs> and, and he pulled a heavy percent, but... I, uh, I don't rarely... You rarely see an 80% um, win, so... But I, he's well-known there in Erda. I mean, everyone knows But you're him. seeing 60%. You don't usually see that either. That is true. That is true. Um, District 3, Clyde Christensen, and uh, looks like Clyde beat out Jack Buck Peck. Um, District 5, Sheldon Birch beat out Keith Toon. And uh, yes, we have not talked to any of them. Lake Point, Kathleen Von Hatton. Now, I'm not sure about Lake Point setup. Um, if this is just for one person or if this is everyone else. But uh, Kathleen Von Hatton. She got 34.7% of the vote. Kirk Pearson got 34.3%. And Doyle Gerard got 31 So that's very close. extremely tight. And Kirk, of course, is a friend of the show and an old friend of mine. I've known Kirk for uh, a very long time now. Um, he's ran for office as a constitutional party many times. Stayed up, both state uh, senate and representative. Stansbury Greenbelt, this affects you. It does affect me. And what it shows me is the winners of the Stansbury Greenbelt, Stansbury Rec, um, both new new faces. So they got Ooh. they got rid of the... So is this just who won on these names The top here? number, uh, Brett Palmer beat Amon Jacobs-Meyer. Um, okay. And Kyle Shields beat those, those other two, Colton Henderson and Randall Hinton. Okay, and so that shows that a lot of people aren't happy with... A lot of people are unhappy with Stansbury. The uh, circumstances, the... Greenbelt and Rick. What is it, a 208% increase on taxes? 104% in the Greenbelt and 104% in recreation so was added to our taxes. So 208% tax. Well, it's been an argument because people say you can't double them because they're separate and then some someone even went through a whole 
whole Google explanation of why it's only 104%. It's just twice. So rather than <laughs> it's, argue it's with them, it's 104% to do different locations. Yeah. But you can make the check the the checkout to the same place. Don't worry about it. And many of you that know me in Stansbury understand that I've been very vocal against this current uh, state of affairs happening in our in our our two. Well, it's one council that represents two separate entities of Stansbury Park. And um, so I think that I myself was not alone in my feelings by the the obvious um, votes that went to, yeah, the, they went against the incumbent. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for the incumbents because they walked into a situation that was already... Sure. And both of those guys are great guys. Yeah. Very great guys. And they didn't start out serving the county. Like I said before, they didn't jump in so they could take everybody's money and make bad choices. They're trying to recover some, well, there was some, uh, uh, some embezzlement that happened. They got that recovered in some. Yeah. But they're trying to make up for that. And then they're trying to have a growth model and, I, being that hardcore, crazy libertarian myself, um, I don't think that governments should try to manage for-profit stuff because governments only burn through other people's money. Yeah, that's absolutely true. just my thoughts. Anyways, now let's move on to the big dogs. House District 2, this is your new congressperson, um, is Celeste Malloy. She's the Republican. She won... Uh, in in the district wide, um, she won fifty six point nine percent of the vote, but just in the county, she won fifty nine point one. She had a good showing in the county. Um, Twila is a, a a strong Republican county, and I would say thanks to Holly, <laughs> um, and also thanks to Grantsville City Mayor. Um, they both brought her out and gave her lots of time and hosted um, meet and greets, hosted town halls, and also hosted uh, debates that helped boost her. Um, she beat out Kathleen Reby, Reeb, Rieb, Reby. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your Can name. Can I just Kathleen. say about Celeste and, and thank you um, yeah. for that shout out? But I. I, I think as a party chair, I'm my team and I work extremely hard to to get the populace as informed as they can on candidates that that we are trying to represent, and uh, it's because of the mayors and our county council and Jared Hamner, for example, uh, making sure that we had locations where um, our party secretary Suzette Wright, she's works so hard to make sure we're informing our delegates, informing our, our central committee and trying to get you, the populace, just to know that these events are open to you and to come and meet these people. And especially to the work she had already done and had been doing with all of these electeds in our county um, with Chris Stewart. So, uh, yeah, we had we had a few short weeks to get her out there before a primary and um, it just felt like it, it went by in a blink of an eye because we she was just on a fast pass. There was a lot of drama 
And the beauty of it is, is her campaign just held steady. They worked hard while she was still doing the work that was demanded of her out of D.C. with Chris Stewart and and doing her own campaign at the time. So she was sworn in uh, last this this week and she was sworn in by herself because there's this was a special election mm-hmm. and hit she'll hit the ground running and she's got a month before she has to file again to run for this same seat yeah yeah this is um this is that sounds exhausting <laughs> yes yes it does it's, we're sitting in uh uh exciting times and uh she beat out kathleen Reby. um okay kathleen for the democrat people she's probably really good for you um i have heartburn with her she i'm a free speech absolutist she wants to limit free speech i'll tell you what right now a republican that comes out and wants to limit free speech uh they'll never get an ounce of my vote free speech That's nikki haley right now wanting to censor yeah. and people from having uh, basically anonymous yeah facebook pages and such oh yeah and where they want to get rid of tiktok and stuff like that i'm not a fan i think free speech is it is the ultimate hill to die on um but for a democrat she makes a lot of sense and right now the democrats are the party in charge so the democrats are more than happy to limit free speech because free speech only damages those who are in charge just like the Republicans in the 60s and 70s were more than happy to limit free speech. The Democrats are now. Well, Kathleen um, also, I mean, she did have a bright spot about a spot about her that I noticed was her involvement in education. And in Utah education, she did have some, some pretty good ideas. The, the issue that I could take up were, you know, the usual Democrat ideas with abortion and with borders and with the, the absolute things that are key issues in my my personal life that I have a standing against. But um, well, yeah, I'm not I'm not talking about so, just my personal life. I think everyone should apply free speech into their lives yes, because absolutely. that protects you when you're on the bottom. Well, there's a reason it's in the First Amendment. The reason and, it is the first. And the and that goes for everything for press. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could be censored right now. We would have a shadow audience. Um, if we're on YouTube saying something that YouTube disagrees with, not breaking a community standard per se, but um, just, and it's not just like, oh, they take us off. No, they leave us on. They just don't tell anyone we're there. That's what they've started doing. They have, we on this show have been canceled quite a few times. Well, I don't doubt that. (laughs) Matter of fact, there's a YouTube test that, a YouTube exam I can take to get some of my cancellation Tick marks removed. So but, all these people, is yep. there anyone that stands out to you? Uh, Perry T. Myers. I We didn't know him, didn't interview him. Um, he didn't do very good. Uh, uh, he did good and he, he did better um, in Tooele than he did district-wide. So that makes me know that maybe we should have got to know him. Because if Tooele gave him... Uh, those votes that pushed him up past uh, Brad Green, which district-wide came in third, but he came in, what is that, sixth uh, district-wide, but in Tooele, he came in third. And so we should have got to know him because that's something that apparently he has some meaning to Tooele. Well, in the district, he came in third in Tooele. No, in Tooele. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Perry. Yeah, in Tooele, he came in third. And then Brad Green came in third district-wide 
but he came in fourth in Tooele. And of course, we chatted with Brad Green. He ran for the Libertarian Party. Uh, he is a member of the Mises Caucus. For those in the know, um, the Mises Caucus took over the Libertarian Party last year and changed a lot and pushed a few Libertarians out. Some of the some of the uh, Libertarians that leaned more towards the Democrat side and were trying to peel their off, them off push them out so it's a more um i would say it's a more uh paleo conservative libertarian party right now and then of course uh in Tooele, january walker came in uh six right after brad green and she came in fifth district wide she was with the united utah party uh, and then, uh, and January's been on the show. Yeah, January is a very good friend of the show, and we'll see her on the show again. She has a lot of thoughts. She's a forward-thinking person, and just because Dave's gone doesn't mean that Bitcoin disappears off the show. In January, will be. She's in, very smart. I know that she's, uh, from watching her on she's, the show. Yeah, she's a brilliant young lady. Cassie Easley in Tooele County uh, came in next, and then, kind of my favorite that. Uh, we interviewed uh, when it was too late for me to throw my hat in with him because he, Joe Buckman. Joe is running just for disclosure. That's it. Just he wants to know about the UFOs. And I like that. It's That's the whole basis of his campaign? Yep, 100%. The whole thing. Disclosure and to do away with NDAs in the government. Wow. I like that. It's wild. It's crazy. And um, well, he fared the same in Twila County district wide as well. Um, yeah, I've he, heard good things about him. I never he, that never he's came a up. Super nice guy. Very intelligent guy. Uh, he used to be Libertarian Party, but kind of the Mises Caucus ran him out. He was one of those. And then Jonathan Peterson and. Um, Jonathan didn't gain any traction in Twila County at all, and maybe it wouldn't have been a bad idea to interview him because he might have been another option for people. But we want to congratulate Celeste. Um, I can say both of us uh, were rooting for Celeste, and um, I think we're you know in good hands with her. Uh, I know if you know some people are probably heartburned that they're not getting. Uh, Kathleen, because they lean more to the Democrat side of the house and more of that uh, uh, strong government side. And and uh, I'm sorry, uh, but not at all, really, because I think governments are uh, the root of all evil on this earth. And that's it. Well, and this, this, I'm sorry if this is boring to people because this is a lot of data. And what I have to do is say a big thank you to our Twilla County clerk, uh, Tracy Shaw. Oh, she's awesome. She is phenomenal. And I I can't stress this enough. Our county is so lucky with the transparency coming out of her office, the knowledge, the, um, just the hard work her office is made up of some incredible people and her team she attributes everything to that team and that's that is that is also a a really great view of her character is that you know she's she's about transparency she wants integrity in every every piece of the election and we think that's highly important uh your vote is so important and the fact that um I sleep at night well, knowing that if it's my candidate, if it's 
another candidate, another party side, I have zero fear when it comes to what's happening in Tula County Clerk's Office. And I can't say that every person in other counties and other chairs can feel that way. <laughs> yeah. So I feel really lucky there. Yeah, well, we're lucky in all of our county management. And again, I'm a fan of city and county management because those are people I know where their office is. I can make it to their office on a lunch break. I can ask them questions. I ran into our sheriff. I ran into our County Councilman Wardell and Tracy all yesterday morning at Verges. No kidding. Eating breakfast, said hi to them, see how they're doing, humana humana. You know, you can chat with them. If there's heartburn about something that's going on, you can approach them and you can go to their meetings. It's a little different if I want to go to the state house to a meeting. Yeah. Well, you and can actually go to your clerk's office at ballot counting night and, and watch them count the and ballots. Well, and it's exactly impossible for the average person to make it to the federal, to the, to the, you know, the house in DC for a meeting. So anyways, let's get on local Twila news. Okay. Uh, Twila city will host their annual holiday concert on the evening of Monday, December 4th. That's coming up guys. That's coming up yep. this Monday, December 4th. The band is eclipse six and it will be at the high school auditorium. That's 301 West vine street. It's at 7 p.m. Doors will open at 6.15 prior to the concert. The Twila County Symphony Orchestra will uh, kind of open for them. But I have you, never heard of Eclipse 6. I haven't either. We don't have to read it word for it. We yeah. just, let's stick to the sound points. Well, I want to give them the date the date and the address. Is this shared on our, on our happy hour page? No, but we'll We could do on. that. Okay. Also, uh, the Life's Worth Living Foundation will be putting together their It's a Wonderful Life Festival um, at the Desert Peak Complex. Uh, what date does it say? I think it's next weekend. How come it's not showing me the date? That's because Twilla Transcript hides a date in the bottom. Why would you hide it in the bottom? They want you to see it. Okay, December, Saturday, this Saturday. Uh, That's tomorrow. Friday, so today and tomorrow from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Admission is $1 per person or a can of food for the food bank. You know, they'll have over 50 vendors selling handmade items, including jewelry, clothing, and decor. I along love with events products. like this. Well, yeah, this is community building events. And um, yes. And John Gossett, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, John. Uh, he's such a great guy. Life's Worth Living Foundation does such amazing mm-hmm. work. And, um, you know, it's nice. This is this is a homegrown organization, and we're lucky that this that John and his beautiful family live here in our community, and they work so hard for our community. Life's Worth Living organization is a place that if you are struggling with suicide in your family, um, yourself, they will go to the ends of the earth to help. And I know that from experience and just having reached out for them for uh different people and they've just been absolutely amazing yep so yeah this is fun that is outstanding stuff go check it out it's a deseret peak and i mean a can of food or a dollar and you get to get some cute ideas for your christmas ideas and all of that i really love that I also have something coming up. Are you done with it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got coming up? So on Wednesday, which is December 6th, we are um, there. We're having a 
It's going to be a meeting with educators and about education in Tooele County. At It's going to be an Excelsior Elementary. This is not just regarding charter schools. Um, we're going to be having... Um, Matt Hymas is hosting as well as uh, state people. They're going to talk about what they want parents there. They want educators there. They would like 10 people, 100 people... They want to hear from you, and they want to know what your thoughts are regarding education in Tooele County. So everybody is invited, and we so hope that you will come and share your ideas and your voice. This is the thing. We fight so hard to have a say or to be present and have parents involved in education, and we have parents being called domestic terrorists across the nation, according to the FBI and the DOJ in certain states, and then we get an opportunity to have them come out, and these district leaders and these, these you know, I guess bureaucrats that run, mm-hmm. the, like... Uh, certain parts of the education we have this opportunity and i hate to waste it so use your voice get out there and share what you have to about what you think the schools should be doing their focus what they should be on what the state's doing and um i've shared it on the page for the twilla happy hour it's a town hall and Matt Hymas will be there, Utah State Board of Education, and representatives from the House of Representatives. Hopefully that we'll get uh, Bridger to show up and Tim. We didn't have a lot of notice in planning, so before you hit off your Christmas holidays, it's a tough time to show up to a meeting. It's a Wednesday the 6th at 7 p.m. at Excelsior Academy Elementary. Okay. All right. Let's uh, go to some comments, see if there's any on there real quick. Uh, Molly May says, is there a way to look up how many registered voters there are in your city? Uh, I believe you can go to your county, your, your county clerk and find out, right? Yeah, I believe you can. I, I think mean, it goes we by could county. go to our county clerk and find out. But probably, Holly could probably call her right and now. And Gov. I believe there's information there. Um but that's a really good question to tie it into how many voters within a city. I'm pretty sure, you know what, I will ask our county clerk and I will get back to you on that because yes. I'm interested. Yes, important stuff. So, and then uh, I did a quick review of Utah local news and there is absolutely nothing of super interest. I mean, we've got a Zion Park, road reopens, Utah represent all of all four of our representatives, our two senators and our Congress people. Um, I voted. Think that's a big story. The George Santos. Yes, yeah, so and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. I've got that pulled up. George Santos is an interesting story, but all of our representatives voted them out. I uh, got a gunman arrest for shooting investigation that led to a fatal crash. That one's fairly interesting, but. Um, Again, that's just uh, us shooting off the hip. Uh, Gunmen's are bad and crashes are bad. And uh, Utah County Chase has two officers injured, one man arrested. Uh, But anyways, nothing really uh, impactful going on around Utah right now. But there is um, some pretty impactful stuff that um, is going around nationally. And um, I would like to kick off talking about, did you watch the debate that happened last night? Yeah. Was it a debate? 
No, it was a... A massacre, it maybe? Was, no, it was two guys just talking past each other. Well, uh, okay. let's be honest. How, how could, could the... What's his name? Not DeSantis, but... Oh, Newsom. Newsom. I just want to say gruesome. I Okay, how does he defend his his state against Florida with his governance, with well, his history, with his with what we see every single day coming out of California? And I love the state, and I have people I love that live in the state. Samuel Clemens said it best. There's three kinds of lies. Is this what people see? Um, no. Okay. There are lies, damn lies, and statistics. And so Newsom, his state is awful. Uh, okay, I'll give my opinions. One, I think Hannity shouldn't have been the one to uh, moderate it because even if Hannity would have been 100% fair, he would have been perceived as not being fair because Hannity is well known for being a... a, a Republican spokesperson. Fair. That's fair. So I think they should have got, I think Fox hosting it was fine, but I think Fox should have got um, one of their, I think it, it would have been best had they gone with one of their unknown reporters like CNN tends to be doing lately. I have a question. Why would Newsom ever agree to do this? Well, One, Newsom, two, Newsom is running a shadow this campaign. Is, right. Why, this did, why would DeSantis? DeSantis because it didn't help DeSantis. It get, he gets an opportunity to show off what he's done as governor. Yeah. And he gets an opportunity to beat up on, on Newsom, which he, just with facts, he could easily do. Um I don't understand. I mean, yeah, it got ratings. Yeah, you watched it. And a lot of people, I, I heard the cliff notes afterwards. Um, it was awful. It was. There was a couple of zingers they in just, there. They that just were funny. bickered back and forth. Um, okay, let me lay it out my opinion. So, one thing you can hit DeSantis on is when he when he went after outlawing books and outlawing certain curricula he didn't outlaw them he just I took want them you out to, of school i want you to allow me to finish it started out with him saying these books will not be in public elementary and middle schools and then it kept expanding and expanding to where he was trying to outlaw curricula in colleges which is when he got beat by the uh, was the ACLU in court. Up until what if he just kept it? Hey, we don't we don't talk about any sexual acts in elementary schools. Period. We don't talk about that. I don't care if it's straight. I don't care if it's whatever. You know, mm -hmm. and because it's not outlawing book. Because I think uh, curating books into an elementary school, hundred percent agree with. Into a middle school, hundred percent agree with. Into a high school. 100% agree with and I'll tell you why because those parents still pay for everything with that child yeah I think once they get to college and their keyword is minor or child I think once they get to college they're free adults who pay to be there they yeah that's dealt with but up until that point and I think he overstepped the bounds when he tried approaching the colleges with that Okay. And and that's what beat him. But they're both two extremes, so... You're right. But the issue is, 
is that when Newsom hits him, he hits him with the rhetoric that comes from when he went after the colleges. Right. Which makes him look bad. Everyone watching who leans towards the Democrat opinion is going to buy into that opinion. But they're and not watching Fox. I don't know how many Democrats would have watched that. How many Republicans watched the CNN debate that Trump had? Well, the debate was all Republican people. None no, no, of the one that on Trump that. was in, where it was just Trump. Oh, it wasn't. A, it was a town hall, not a debate. Well, that's the thing is, I think Trump brought his people to CNN. Uh-huh. I don't know that Newsom brings his people I to Fox. I don't know, but I don't know what the, I think, what the numbers are on who watched. I think. I mean, I think obviously, a hundred percent. Florida has a glowing record on. Uh, it's community on its people. Um, but it was just a catastrophe. It was a train wreck. Uh, you know, of course, Newsom hit. Newsom hit DeSantis with the, would you sign a national abortions ban? DeSantis didn't want to answer it. Because, I don't know, I, I think DeSantis would want to probably take a poll or a pulse. My answer to that is 10th Amendment. That's it. My, my right, answer this, is 10th Amendment. The, the, the Supreme Court got it right this time. Yep. Leave it to the states. And he he's doing in his state what he thinks is best for his state. And if it is not best for his state, he will not get reelected in his state. But he did. And he did well. A national ban would be doing nothing but starting all over again. That's just authoritarianism yeah, from the other side. I That's do it. not believe in abortion. I don't either. I'm strong against it, but I yep. do believe in states' rights, and I think that should always be the answer. Yeah, it was, it, but it was just a train. Wreck. I just thought it was funny how he said, "Oh, we've got freedom. You certainly got freedom. Freedom to poop anywhere you want." Yeah. I thought that is so funny. I and like then the no mass the best exodus out of California. The best when he pulled up the map. Of San Francisco, that's the where is people poop on the map. Yeah, the app. That well, was, and the other was he's talking about the mass exodus yeah. out of California and and the population loss and millions of people are losing there are leaving there, including and, DeSantis's and then he in-laws. drops it. And the guy telling me this is a by the way, I'm I'm uh, His, Newsom's father-in-law. Yep. And I thought mic drop moment, but the whole time. This felt to me like this was a campaign helper. Uh, Hannity was helping DeSantis. And that's fine. Get some exposure. Hannity, and Newsom took it because he too wants Hannity's exposure. happy. DeSantis shouldn't have done it. He's the one who shouldn't have done it. I'm telling you, DeSantis shouldn't have ran for president because DeSantis, up until he started running this year, was a shoe in for 2028. Yeah. I, I mean, he should have sat down and Trump would have probably went to him and said, I want your numbers. I want you to be VP. my VP. Now, of course, Trump also lives in Florida. So that would cause a, you know, cacophony. But all Trump's got to do is say, I live in New Jersey because he has a residence there also. I, ha- I, I like DeSantis a lot. And I think you know that. I mean, he's in my top three. Mm-hmm. And... And I have to say, and, and I'm staying, I'm trying to stay as neutral as possible because I, as you know, I'm supposed to, but also I, I really, I really don't know yet what I want in a president. I know what I don't want. That's for sure. And I, I am paying close attention. Ron DeSantis, you're right. In 2028, 
he would have been a perfect time because when I know he people in Florida, into the White House. they're a little bit pissed in Florida that he yeah. decided to run as governor again and then start running as a president. Yep. Um, they wanted him to serve out his time. And that, I'm not speaking for everyone, but then, you know, how wonderful would it be? to have a really strong candidate in the White House for the next four years and another one right behind him ready to take over in 2028. And DeSantis could be that. I don't think DeSantis campaigns well and is a debater. And I don't hold that against him, but I think he doesn't come off as articulate. Neither does Trump. I think DeSantis would campaign pretty well if... There wasn't a bull in the china shop, also in the campaign. He hasn't even had to face that bull yet. And, well, that bull, every time he gets up there, they're all only oh. facing him. But he's not, no, I'm saying, you remember Trump's debates. But, yeah. But and they're, it they're, was horrible. They're all. For everyone else. They're all only facing Trump. Absolutely. I agree with that, but I'm none saying. Of them, none of them has fielded many questions on any of the debates, on any of their questioning, about their personal record. This, All the questions are about how do you feel about well, Trump Trump's doing not, this? He's not and, representing his personal record anywhere either. He doesn't. Well, he one, he only selectively goes on when he wants to. But I know. here's what you're looking well, at. It worked for Biden. Here's, so. here's what you're looking at is um, the media, uh, CNN, MSNBC. This is for you, ABC, uh, you know, all that. With your guys' exhaustive coverage of everything he does, you're going to get him back in the White House. That's all I'm saying. Uh, did you hear Chris Cuomo? Chris Cuomo says he's, he's open to it on, not voting on the PVD podcast. I listened to that podcast the other day. That was the most logical, not, not just surrounding that, just everything Cuomo said. That was the most logical I've heard him. Yeah, but you see what happens when he gets away from CNN. I see what happens when, could be that, or it could be, um, he's he's throwing multiple lures in multiple directions fishing. Well, I mean, I can see that. But I also think that he's he's kind of seen the, I think he's got the, the weights off now where he has to push certain narrative it now he be. can actually could be think out loud yeah instead of be. here tonight's narrative is about this against trump this against trump and trump's bad trump's bad trump's mm-hmm. bad and now that he's free to think out loud i think um I think you'll see logic come out of him. Even Bill Maher surprises me. Uh, hey, I'm telling you. Like logic is coming I'm out tell- of him. Well, and how do you sit as Bill Maher, the guy who started his show off of saying we need to have free speech? Yeah, politically incorrect. Sitting there looking at what the Democrats do over and over. Right now, there's not a Democrat. There's not a Democrat politician that is or would voice that they're a free speech absolutist. Not one. Well, they, they may voice it. They may both say it. But no, then none of them will even say it. It's, it's No, crazy. they won't say it because the party doesn't want that. The people voting for them. Because they're the people in control. When, you're, yeah. when your people are in charge, you don't want free speech. You definitely don't want that. Because that's the biggest weapon against you when you're in charge. And right now, they hold all the power. They hold the... the 
they may have a you know a balance in the Congress, but that's not where real political power is. They hold all the media, so the whole fifth estate is theirs. Right. They hold all the colleges. They hold educating education. All total. the bureaucracies. They hold all of that. It's all, all of theirs. Film, all of industry. Yes, all of our entertainment. I would. I would think it's a stretch to call it entertainment lately but you know well that's true it's true they hold all the power so they don't want free speech because they don't want anything to challenge them when you're when you're on king of the hill if you can take the cleats off the guys trying to come up the hill you will and that's what it is that's what they're doing well and you're seeing that now and in these I congressional meetings you, about trying to in 20 years when that pendulum swings and the republicans or the conservatives, or whatever they are at the time, get back in power, they will do the exact same thing. And it'll be this weirdo. No, I won't be alive in 20 years. But it'll be weirdos like me. Why won't you be alive in 20 eh, years? Come on. Been, I, I haven't treated myself Do you well. know something I don't know? It'll be weirdos like me that'll stand here and go, you fucking hypocrites. Oh, and I shouldn't say that. That'll be the last time you ever hear that on, my, on this show. Yeah, we're going to clean up our mouths. Yeah, we have to. But anyways, that'll be the, that'll be. Well, you'll see constant, you see constant hypocrites all the time. We see that, right? Um, That's, that's common. I too would be against, I mean, I'm against right now, a current Nikki Haley talking about Facebook and, and having people have to sign up with their names. I think of all these different people in throughout history who were able to actually get information out and move people under a pseudonym and mm-hmm. not and maintain privacy. Here, pull that other mic up real quick. Yours is bumping a little bit, so we'll try a different one. Anyway, I, I think that when you can call out hypocrisy, when you see it, no matter, you don't, it doesn't matter whose side you're on. It's you got to be blatantly honest, and and I think that uh, that's. Can I just get back to Trump for a second and mm-hmm. and his campaign? That's what I'm missing from Trump. That's upsetting me. And you hopefully know all of you, and maybe some of you care and don't. But I was a huge advocate for Trump, and I was a very late person coming. I mean, voting for him in 2016 was very difficult for me, but it was mainly on the point that I did not want Hillary Clinton. And so I I pulled the lever for him and I do it because and I was so pleasantly surprised. I don't like how Trump campaigns on a I don't like how he's on a debate stage. He avoids using actual facts and he attacks. And I I'm I believe once you start attacking you've lost the argument. But he did speak to a certain group of people in this country in a way that said, okay, enough's enough, we're done. And I understand that. Too many times, Republicans are always, always playing defense. They're not, they're not taking the bull by the horns and just going for it. What they're doing is constantly fighting back and not issuing the fight itself that needs to be fought. Trump encompassed that. And I, I think that it would be really nice if, if we could get some words from him and hold him accountable regarding his time. And I'm mostly talking about COVID and shutdowns. He bashes DeSantis about (laughs) shutdowns when it was his 
mm-hmm. departments of health that was demanding them nationwide. Mm-hmm. So talk about hypocrite for a second. And for Trump to be... For, for Trump to be so, I mean, adamantly against DeSantis, and DeSantis is constantly trying to, the, the whole debate thing. Well, he's coming after DeSantis because DeSantis is his biggest threat. Right. Which Currently, is, but they think is, Kaylee is going to be, is going to hit different with New Hampshire's vote and people might. liking her. But again, I, I see a lot of people that aren't going to choose. People are going to take votes if they like DeSantis, but they also like Trump, it's DeSantis and Trump that are sharing the votes. Mm-hmm. Those people aren't going to vote for a Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. Not in, not that I think. I, I could be wrong. And again, these are all our opinions, of course. But I think uh, I'm, she's in there with with Chris Christie and with uh, Mike Pence. The people voting for them you, are going to look at, to vote let for Let me tell you where Nikki Haley's going to clean house. She's going to clean house in... Uh, the the military industrial complex. Oh yeah, the war She's going to clean house in the neoconservative houses. She is going to clean house in raking in. I'll bet. I'll bet. In the end, she clears the most donations. A hundred percent. Well, I, I mean, the person be. right now. If I was to vote for one of them. Ramaswamy's my guy, and he scares the crap out of me because he says everything too perfect. But he's my guy. Oh, based on what record? Like just what, only what record rhetoric. does he have? Oh, just based record, on what he said. Record on politicians? No, <laughs> no. I'm saying DeSantis can actually show what he's done in oh, a state. He can show Donald what he's Trump done in a state. Can show what he's done in a country. Being a governor, what he's done in a business. being a governor, governor does not reflect into the White House. That's always been proven. It's never reflected into the White House because in a governorship, one, you carry different poles of power. A governor is almost God on earth. In the White House, you've got to, one, fight every state. Well, then you're doing it wrong. So he can't. They they don't reflect. They never have. I don't, I just... I want to know key issues and how people are going to run the government that way. Vivek Ramaswamy's issues are, uh, we're getting rid of this bureaucracy. This government has become an adversary and they're stripping us dry. He's pointed out how you would specifically deal with that. Let's show you Trump's record. He was in the White House and yes, he failed in a lot of ways. Well, he wants to drain a swamp with the bureaucracies that we have right now. You can't do it. I, you can't Ramaswamy I like him too as you know he's in my top three <laughs> he's my top guy because but he's the one I with the rhetoric I also think that Donald Trump talked a lot of rhetoric as well that's 100% got in true. there and realized he's this swamp is deeper than you think that's 100% and true Ramaswamy will be no different that's the difference also is that Ramaswamy true. doesn't have a base that is prepared to go the long haul with and, him. and you got to also recognize that me standing alone i recognize a vote for the president of the united states is just a vote to have your voice out there it doesn't change a thing any one of us could have the rhetoric remember i'm a black pillar i know i don't i don't see a way out of this Tailspin we're on. We're making the apocalypse. Engines one, three, and four have gone down, and engine two is struggling. 
Okay. And I, I too, I don't want to be a black pillar. I would call myself, I'm awake. I'm a red pill. I've taken the red pill. I'm awake. So that doom and gloom, I feel like there's an answer, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I, nothing I, would What would the me. answer be? Could Congress pull us out of this? Well, I'm, I'm upset with the American people. Sure, Nothing has upset sure. them. But Nothing say, has made them angry enough. Sure, and the one, it, well, the, it makes them angry. The people that were angry enough went on January 6th to the Capitol to protest in the People's House, and just the right amount of people made it bad. And there was already so many people that were well, like, I still this say is a gift. January 6th was the dumbest thing. The, it, why would you enter that building? And who's to say that the first ones you did? All you did, it doesn't matter. Right. It's mob mentality. It doesn't matter. Don't. One, why would you do that? That was dumb. Well, it's the... Because because the other side holds the cathedral. Absolutely. They hold the ramparts. They hold the turrets. But you literally are legally able to enter that building and watch... Watch. Sure. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Sure. Especially on January 6th. Because it they made a perfect mess for the Democratic Party to hold on to for the next eight years. It's a hundred percent. And to call just it just like when all those FBI agents hop in those U-Haul vans and show up in the same khakis and the same t-shirts with the same masks on so that they can march around and protest and sound like fascists. A hundred percent. Just don't give in to that. Well, here's the problem. Do we have a revolution? Do people finally get mad? Does I don't do know. people finally lose I it? I don't know, but we need to move off of that subject. We don't want a revolution bait today. Absolutely YouTube. not. No, and that's wrong. YouTube, we are proud uh, members of your community. Camille, Camille is on. Well, anyways, yes, she is, but we got to run you. through. Let's go through some more comments. Uh, Mally Mally says, thanks. She gets curious when she sees that only... 2,200 people vote in a city with a population of 35,000. Yes, that is, but I like it like that because that's saying we don't care about you anymore. And I think the government is like a religion. And I think when enough of the population says we no longer recognize you, maybe then we'll have a the first ever bloodless revolution. What? What do you mean the government doesn't recognize you? No, when the people say that to the government. Oh, oh, I thought you meant the government doesn't. Yes. They've been doing that for a while now. Uh, Camille says, in the past, you could request a report with that information, but you had to pay for it. I'm not sure if that has changed. Oh, and O'Malley says, they're talking back and forth. Why wouldn't that be free and easily accessible information? Okay, that'll be real boring. Okay. If anyone is... If I had to put a serious amount of effort to even look up it, okay. The Republicans are going along with the Democrat agenda just fine. There is no balance in Congress that I can see. Yes, and also remember, the government people want to keep the government strong because even the, even the person in Congress looking for the least amount of power still wants some power. Here's the problem uh, in the federal government. It's the fine line is so is so fine. What the difference between a Republican and a Democrat is? Issues like what's happening in Israel, funding Israel versus like, funding Ukraine. It's like um, who pours? What do you pour in first, the milk or the cereal? But this, the truth is <laughs> that when true. you're trying to differentiate, and it's got you got 22 people. 
2,200 people voting in a city of 35,000, that's a huge tell. Does the government hate it? Absolutely not. Because Actually, I, Obama did. Obama was floating the idea of making voting mandatory. Because Again, it, do you want everyone to vote? No, no. It, it looks good when you have a full populist vote. It looks good, but you know, Biden you beat think, him. Biden beat his numbers big time. Why do you think Australia does it? I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't think Biden won a single vote. Okay. I think anti-Trump got do Biden votes. Do you think votes. Biden got 80 million votes? I don't, think, I don't think Biden won a single vote. I think all the votes that went to Biden came from anti-Trump. And they were real people that voted for him? No, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go down one... Anytime it's been brought to court on the fraudulent election, they have lost. So I am not going to say I, I think that that election was fake. But yeah, people what voted against Biden ran from his basement right now. But it's that's sure, essentially it's sure. what Trump is doing. They, because they running. voted against right. Trump. But like now Biden wasn't out there. Here's the thing which she says that she has to go look and research and serious amounts of information on candidates to find it is really hard. Um, that for candidates, and I can speak for candidates running a race, is is what they try to avoid. And they the problem is campaigns cost money. Facebook is free, but you, there's time consuming and you got to get your information out there. Uh, these candidates, they need the press to talk about them. They need the press to do stories on them for the people watching regular news or for people who aren't as in, as like in depth as you are. O'Malley May, when you're doing your research, you have to inform the populace and even to get your name on the radar is difficult. So I think it's not, it's not an easy thing for candidates to get all their info out there. Um, but the state does, you know, they'll share info about who's running, but they don't go in depth on that. That's up to the voter. And how serious a voter are you? And that's where you get your 2,200 people in a city of 35,000. 2,200 people are taking the time to find out the information about all the voters. They're or, finding ways to meet them. Or they're just completely partisan off the start. Yeah, or they'll just vote t party line. <laughs> yeah. Which now they can't do party line, but they can fill in all the R's or the D's, however they vote. Mm -hmm. But uh, like which in our I county- I want to see him do away with party affiliation written on the ballots. I'd like to make people have to learn. Yeah, no. We work really hard to make sure. I've, if you're a Republican, you should be able to say you're one. I wish, I'm telling you, in these city races, a lot of people reached out let to me, me to find out just a question. second. They, to find out in these cities races if this person or this person is a Republican. I know. Private citizens ask me because they want to know what the values are in the, pro the platform that they vote based on their me, platform and beliefs. Would our nation be in a better place if people learned what the individual person thought of X, Y, or Z versus whether they were Republican or Democrat? That's not the point. These people put websites out that they just, they will show everything they believe in in their platform. Every, I know that. When I'm going to look up a candidate, I go to a website that they have put out where they go through all the issues they believe in, the platform they believe in. And I'm talking about national and state candidates, um, mostly national 
that I've seen the really hard work. When you've got a local representative, they don't have money to build a website and all of that, but they do use Facebook. That's what we try to provide they, here. Yeah, that's what local we do Local people, here. we want them to come on here and say, this is what I want to do, and I'm happy to, but we beat this horse to death. No, yes. there, there's a little more, though. Oh, we've kicked holes in this horse. You Go on. kicked holes in the whole election page horse. This one is very interesting, and she's saying, I think we need to realize we can't go throw cups of water on the neighbor's house fire while our house is ablaze and our family is still inside. Yeah, you have to fix your own house first. And it's it's the airline thing. You put the oxygen on yourself before you start helping others. And it has to spawn from you out. So maybe you do all the research and inform your neighbors. And, and I'm a person who, I love it when people call me and ask me, what do I know about this candidate or this candidate? I try to get as informed as I can. And I love this show because we can get in depth with them on those issues. But okay. those websites will share everything that they believe in. The problem is you got to get people to them. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Nikki Haley gets a nomination. And she's in a head-to-head against RFK Jr. <laughs> How do you vote? I vote for Nikki Haley. Okay. Because she doesn't believe climate change is a religion. Okay. And doesn't want to bankrupt our country over climate, climate change, change. Just over war. Okay. I don't know. She just wants to send your sons off to bleed out. There's nothing like American blood on foreign sand. I don't. I don't think that she would have the support <laughs> of our Congress. And uh, 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 no, you're fine. You're fine. I am not a party person. My vote would be different. I just can't see. Well, first Nikki of all, that's Haley, a never would happen. Nikki Haley, to me, she looks like Satan. Well, she's a warmonger. She looks honestly. She looks like Satan. I, I I see Nikki Haley as the Antichrist. Damn near the worst choice on the field right well, now. Well, and I I don't think Robert Jr. would get against any Republican or Democrat on the national stage. I mean, he gets a nomination; he still has to go against a Democrat. Remember, the Republicans beat out the Whigs once upon a time. Yeah, but that was and once upon a time when they people beat were out highly the engaged in politics. They beat out the Whigs, not really. And at the same time, beat the Democrats, which caused the Civil War. So you're saying if he did win? No, I'm just saying it would people from the outside can make it in. The Republicans oh, weren't. Of course I know that. I'm yeah. just saying in this climate, in this world, yeah, he's talking. He's, he's thrown out a lot of good commentary, and he is bringing maybe I'm, potentially no, some I'm just saying, Republicans over. I'm just asking the question where your vote would be. That's all I'm asking. I'm not even saying where mine would be. I'm just saying that I don't know if it's a positive thing that people vote party. Oh, I don't care if they vote party or not. And O'Malley, she says, uh, I meet more and more people hurting and struggling right here. Thousand percent, hundred percent. Every it, it's it's a struggling economy right now. It's it's hard. And then O'Malley also says Nikki would absolutely have the support of our Congress, and I think the reason she would is our Congress are allowed to invest, and there is no more profitable investment than Raytheon and General Dynamics and General Electric and Lockheed Martin. I'm telling Martin. you, when you when you get the pulse of the United States and the when you get our legislators and you're getting our uh, our well 
for example, for this congressional race. Uh, the people and the public are done with war. It's been 20 years. I know. They're it's done funny. with Ukraine. And here's the thing. is and it's They're not even excited about war in Israel or Thailand and potentially China. People are getting exhausted. And let's look at who's joining the military now. They can't even recruit people. They've been done with war for a hot minute. Well, we had 20 years of it. So and, they haven't been done. And for the last two years... They've been funding those very same wars. And on the yeah. slice, sending our young men over there. And O'Malley May says, bingo, about Raytheon. I mean, well, these guys invest. big money. It's they, big money. Now, we could probably change that if we made it so Congress and senators could not have private investments. We could probably change that. We'd have to, you know. They'd have to vote for that. Mm, uh, yeah, sure. Probably. And they, they won't. And we never will. And... That just tells me that this nation's doomed to fail anyway. I, I disagree. You cannot have those two masters. No, that's true. But that's the thing. So is, if they're um, not going to vote for that, if they won't work towards that, um, we're done. It's just a matter of time. Mike Lee is vowed to vote for that. We just have to sit and watch. And it, okay. whoever the next Cong whoever we put in to replace Mitt Romney as a voter, we need to demand that of them to vote for sure. term limits. And to then vote we've for just got that. to then we've just got to get that cycled through everyone else. Every state. That's the thing. When we have red states and we have blue states, I propose a national divorce. Oh, I'm down with that. I could see that. I could see before the world burns to the ground, I'd rather see a national divorce. The only object then is how do we handle military? I don't know. I mean, right now, on the nation. right now, watching Rome rot from the inside and, and the Visigoths and the Huns and everyone else are at the borders nipping off bits. That's kind of fun, too. We're watching history in motion. We are. We are. And it's an amazing time to be alive and also crazy mm -hmm. because this happens it cycles through generations um mally may our state is as red as it possibly not no it's not <laughs> but i'm looking you're looking at certain republican reps and i'm looking at my reps what if we and had I have zero question of the two representatives that we have are absolutely red and they are working very hard in our county i don't know what you're dealing with in yours here's here's a thought what if we had a divorce where government didn't have us the power it had? Like like the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, these dreamy little paragraphs. What if we had it to where the federal government dealt with foreign trade, defense from foreign entities? Wait, you're talking about a document that you uh, probably uh, are referring to. A, a guarantee of trade between the states. And they didn't get involved in, say, education. They didn't get involved in funding higher education. What if just that simple thing in the 80s under Clinton, what if they just didn't get involved in that? What if they didn't back that? What if it was still banks that backed the education? So there, then that would make it so that our colleges had to live it within Reality, a subject that came up heavy the other night, right? Yeah. Instead of this dream world where I can offer a master's degree in, in you know, some weird off the wall like basket weaving or something like that. You know, uh, an unusable. I could uh, hold on. 
I could offer a master's degree in classical art. Well, women's studies. <laughs> Name it, right? Right. What about that? In, in, I mean, but the only now. reason they can do that is because our government's involved. But what if they did that? And if our government wasn't that knee-deep involved... There wouldn't would, be student loan debt. There wouldn't. Because our government wouldn't be involved, crazy, there wouldn't be right? student loan debt. Because the people going to get a loan would have to go to a bank and say, um, here are my grades, and this is what I, I want to do. I want to do underwater basket weaving. And, and they, they would laugh you out of the bank. And the bank would say... Uh, we'll fund a semester in basket weaving, but nothing beyond that. That's the thing about these. These there would also be. Well, Social Security is is robbing people blind. Well, I mean Ponzi but, schemes. You're kind of Ponzi, right. but Social Security could survive if you kept everything else logical. Well, but, yeah, if you cut all these departments and all that funding, mm, you could fund Social Security well. And it should absolutely be be something. If people have been paying into it all their life, they should get the return. Um, we, but the, eventually, it's going to run out, and you can't avoid that. We're not making as many babies. And O'Malley May says everyone in Tula needs to make more That's babies. That's everybody in the world. We uh, are having up, a shortage. Look there is up a birth world shortage. demographics. That's anyone who's really smart is in fear of the demographics collapse. They don't care about the climate change. They're worried about the demographics collapse. But With that's why I shop for tires. Again, I've told this before, but I shop for tires. So I want an ATV tire or a good all-terrain to be the shoulder mantle on my Mad Max uniform. That's it. Okay. Black pill. But this is it. We are going to have a society collapse if we don't have the birth rate go up. It's and too late. the birth rate is, is all by design. They're teaching children it's in elementary school to be terrified of global warming and they don't even want to make babies and we've got all these people in college who believe the world is burning and they don't want to pro procreate and what they're not realizing is O'Malley's hitting it is if you've got a if you can teach those values in your home in your family unit starting right then and there mm -hmm. of what what patriotism is what the constitution is the the purpose of the constitution the individual spirit and the beautiful soul that every person is and what you're capable of doing not by government's help by individual help by your you finding it within yourself and no not everyone's meant to be abraham lincoln and not everyone's meant to be a billionaire but it doesn't mean everyone's not meant for greatness if they have to see it within themselves and if you start that in your home and you have four or five kids that all believe that they are independent and that they 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 decide their own future and they despite you know the government's not going to be their help if you just raise a couple of really good people that go out into the world and they vote and they stay engaged in that and they are helping and providing service to their neighbors and they believe in actually, I don't know, the Ten Commandments, so they live their life to not kill or rob or steal. <laughs> um, what we do is you've created a population of people that are going to care for the old for elderly when you get old they're going to keep the workforce moving along so they can pay into the system that is supporting the elderly and they can they can actually change the system and when i say change it i mean maybe bring it back mm. but you need to I have young people and that's why they're indoctrinating hopefully young people. it's not too late <laughs> 
Hopefully it's not. I mean, the the demographics collapse has been going on for a while. You know, even the Mormons passed the demographic. When the Mormons aren't making enough baby to replace themselves, the world is in trouble. Well, Utah has like a highest birth rate. Right? And it's still not at replacement. And it's sad because... There's two nations on earth, two nations on the whole planet, and they're both in Africa that are replacing themselves. O'Malley May says, when are we going Mad Max outfit shopping, Jared? I will Mad Max outfit shop Like, you guys don't you already own Mad Max any outfits day. anyway. I got a new pistol, O'Malley May. I want to, um, I got a, uh, no, I didn't. I, I saw, I heard of a new pistol, <laughs> uh, 30 Super Carry. So I've been watching videos on it. Just, you know, it's just interesting and had a deal uh, or heard about a deal. Um, how do I... You, you but anyways, went on a boat act, some, boating I know, adventure I know, with lost it, it already. You? Or no, I just saw it. I heard about it. It's it's a it's a pistol in my mind. But anyways, <laughs> the the thirty super carry uh, new round. It's been out a couple of years, so I've been watching videos on it. But I I really want to. I would like to do some runs with it. Maybe uh, shooting some. Uh, I don't know, flanks a pig, it'd be cool or something. You know, just see what it do. But anyways. No one can afford that. Have you seen the price of meat? I know. Dang it. I saw a TikTok the other day. I well, didn't see a TikTok, but a guy was be... on TikTok, and he brought it to the manager's attention of Walmart, and he's like, this says this meat is six pounds. I'm holding something that I know is two pounds. They had it marked wrong on it's, the weight, and it, they were charging for it. It's called shrinkflation gotta do it and it's Anyways, absolutely crazy oh molly mate yeah we need to do a mad max outfit uh uh what do you call it? model walk what do they call it runway we should do that get all our friends together we all invent our coolest mad max uniform and walk the runway all right i'll i'll videotape you oh no you're in a uniform too a new round that is not common is not good math for a mad max future that is 100 percent correct that is a hundred percent correct, but I mean it's not uncommon. It's it's spendier than nine millimeter. I will say that it's about the same price, honestly, as three eighty though, which is wild. But it's an interesting round. Check it out, humming humming. But we do have some other news we wanted to cover uh, tonight, and uh, I think uh, we've talked about how uh, we're in free fall uh, to death, and another sign of free fall. In good news today, let me pull this up on screen. What do you think, Holly? You feeling good about what we talked about? No. <laughs> I mean, I want to make the apocalypse fun with this show, but I also, I, I just, I know that we're not alone here when we feel this incredible weight of like, what do we do? How do we fix it? How do we stop this? And I, this, I feel like I said it a million times. We are not in a fight of right and left we're in a fight of good and evil right now and this is the biggest time in the history that of our lives and potentially our children's lives that we have to take a stand we have to take a stand and if our if the people that serve us aren't serving us well they need to go and we need more and more people good people to run for these offices because right now we're all sitting back armchair quarterbacking and the swamp is getting bigger and bigger and we're trusting them to monitor themselves and we're trusting a media that is already compromised 
to babysit these people. So for what story you're going into next, the fact we even knew about it in the first place, it took local governments to figure it out. Well, okay. So George Santos is out. So George Santos got voted out. It came out right after he was elected in, what was it, 2022? Was it beginning of 2022? Is he just that new? Yeah. But he had another office before that. Uh, I think he had a local office or a state office. Anyways, he was voted in. uh, George Santos has been expelled from the U.S. House of Representatives in an exceedingly rare move. The reserved for serious misconduct. Let's talk about his conduct. This, This slayer. Let's see if it mentions all of it. I'm afraid it might forget stuff. Well, he lied about everything. He lied getting in, lied. I mean, his lies were, I'm Jewish. I'm half Jewish. I went to college. I. You mean like all this like stuff? Biden? <laughs> well, yeah. Biden was a king of liars, even yeah, when but, he ran for president <clears throat> last time. Biden's a Democrat. They're oh. allowed to. I thought, isn't he a Democrat? No, he's, oh, he's sure a Republican. He'll act like one. He, and the crazy thing was, is Santos is a Republican who won, I think it was a New York state seat or a New York seat in uh, the Senate. Yeah. Fellow New York Republicans mounted an expulsion campaign against Santos in response to the federal charges. The effort overwhelmingly failed to succeed. Uh, Let's see. It's not telling in this story, but okay. Not just that, but Santos is... um, uh, known to be like a cross-dresser. <laughs> he just, Not the, that there's anything wrong with that. Eh, you know, except when, humana, you, humana. except when you dupe people into voting for you who are against that. I mean, you see what I'm saying? You know, I, okay. Not even that. Like he's, he, he was taking money from organizations. He was basically selling his vote. <laughs> and then he was keeping the money in his house. He has gold bars. He's having people that's, pay him with gold bars. Like, that's a that's a slayer, man. This is like, he's trying to Santos be... Is it Santos that did that? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. This, they when they did the... No, uh, who's, who's... Am I thinking of someone else? George Santos. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be thinking, what's that other one that got in? I'm thinking of someone else. I'm all confused. I'm all discombobulated. Okay, go on. Tell us about Santos. Well, uh, I want to make sure that we are talking about the right person. What George are you- Santos, most mm-hmm. representative. <laughs> now we're both confused. Down at the bottom, it should tell you um, what what his charges are. He's got 23 federal charges. Private gain, okay. Yep, yeah, okay. You're correct. I'm thinking of... Who's that other cat I'm thinking of? I don't know. They may have already kicked him out, and I didn't know it. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I was wrong. Everyone listen to me. Um, I'm a professional. Only fan subscriptions. So he used his campaign funds to pay for Botox, mm. OnlyFans, luxury retailers like Only Sephora. Fans. 
What kind of fans did he get? Did he get like ceiling fans? Oh no, fans he had a subscription. Those ones. Oh, do they so send you? So he was tuning a, in. To do certain. they send you a new fan every month? Is that what an OnlyFans subscription does? Tell me about this OnlyFans subscription. This is him, huh? Yeah. Mm. He know, does look kind of slimy, doesn't he? I shouldn't say that. Well, I want to see what this is here. Yeah. Okay, blowback from mouths. House ethics report as Swift with Santo as Swift with Santos announcing hours later that he would not seek re-election in 2024. In the absence of an immediate resignation, calls to expel Santos were renewed, this time spearheaded by the House Ethics Committee. See, Republican and this is dangerous chair. for Republicans because it's such a small majority in the House and they're afraid a Democrat will come in and take his seat and win. I think and he is a Democrat. If it's a, if this is the I know, same I guy. I think he's a Republican. If it's the same guy with the gold bars, he's a Democrat. Then we might be talking about someone else because I thought the top it said he's a Republican from New York, but that sounds like an oxymoron. Like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> no, there was that one who got in who who was uh, a cross-dresser. Oh, man. He'll we wear his, he'll, he's going to wear his expulsion as a badge of honor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, I just want to know what... What are the charges? Okay. I know it's not good radio. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to figure out what his charges are because there's 23. And if he's the same guy, there might be another guy now <laughs> that was like mafia-style guy that was caught. But he might have been a local person. Well, the thing... Okay, we'll look this up. We'll go into... Why was Santa's expelled from the house everyone join us as we do our research live on air um fraud campaign finance violations the explosive allegations yeah he's a republican okay yeah this is the this is the guy i was thinking the crossdresser the other guy's a democrat from illinois Oh my gosh! So this is the Say guy. Say no more. This is the guy that lied his way in because he lives in a predominantly Jewish community, and he uh, and so he told everyone he was half Jewish to get the vote. He lied his way in all the way, and uh, I laughed my butt off when he got elected, just because everything was coming out then, everything about him, and it was coming out by the Republicans. The Republicans were like, well, wait a minute. What is this? And it was kind of the Republicans in his local district. Well, it's probably come, it came out because the Republican was running against him for the primary and started to oust his dirty laundry. It, it could be. Well, that's also, how it starts. Also, the national media went down and dug up some old pictures of him. Uh, he was in like Cabo San Lucas and he was working as a, I, I can't remember, as a professional uh lady boy at the time whatever but it's just i was like oh okay you had me screwed up the other guy is uh i forget his name and we'll see what happens but republicans are uh, oust themselves um same thing with nixon nixon was ousted by the republicans just because he looked bad 
Republicans care about honor, and Democrats, uh, you know, not so much. Oh, I got to take this off. Well, that's something. I mean, I it's the same thing I, I complain about Biden and his, you know, that he's being propped up and he has all these, he's terrible things that he does. I mean, you see him where he tells the guy, I'm walking with my military, my, my Marine here is carrying my, my bomb to blow up the world or something like code. that. And it's like, okay, Grandpa, stop talking. And it, those are just gaffes, and there's so many of them. And then Mitch McConnell shows up, and he's stunned like a possum in front of the press. And I think it's a serious health issue. And I'm certainly going to call that out, too, when it's time to let these people go home and convalesce in their homes instead of running our nation. And I think that that's something that, as a Republican, I hope other Republicans will call out our own before we start yelling at the other side. Keeping our house together is so important. Mm. But, I mean, so something like this shows that maybe we are doing that. But, again, there's so many hypocrisies on both sides that I'm so (laughs) frustrated. Well, I will say one thing for the Republicans is the Republicans thus far have been willing to clean their own house. The Democrats, not so much. And maybe that's just ingrained in the people. Uh, Okay, not completely clean their own house, but dust once in a while. Right. That's a big piece of furniture that could really use a new home. (laughs) They're not taking it out. O'Malley May says, when I'm digging through through the rubble and get some, some. how much will I... She's talking about the ammunition. Okay. Um, When I was there, uh, they had some, I don't know, 20 boxes. Oh, yes. She brought up another thing. Okay. For you, Holly. She says, I'm thinking a 125cc ATV tire would look good on you. You're pretty petite. (laughs) Oh, I love uh, when someone calls me petite. What is the stuff you put on your face before you put on makeup? What's the stuff called? Foundation? Foundation. Or primer. Oh, no, it's a There's whole two thing. stuff? There's a lot of stuff. What does primer Moisturizer? Do? But no, so the, the don't you put something on before you put makeup on? Yeah. Okay. Now, if we put that stuff on, would you be willing to, like, smear grease across? I like, am a Raiders fan. Oh, so you I'm like looking like a spaz sometimes okay got well, it. i don't face paint you see what happens to people who face paint yeah they get in fighting parking lots no this is recent one where the guy on twitter oh, the five-year-old the five-year-old boy uh, who came out later that he is actually indigenous like a five-year-old grandson of the chief of some california absolutely drug. this no, is our world here's no here's the facts we have a supply and demand problem The left demands racists, and we are not supplying enough racists. The guy who wrote the story, his name is Karen. I just want want everyone to drink that in for a minute. So Karen wrote a story about a racist kid. But tell him what, what, he didn't write just the story. He showed a picture on Twitter. Well, he showed a picture. Okay, the kid... Right side of his face is black, left side is red, and he's wearing a headdress. But it looks like just the black is showing. and it's- So they had a picture from the side that only showed the right side. So, oh, kid in black face. And then when everyone pointed out. And he said, NFL, do better. Yeah, when, when he pointed out that, no, the kid's in, you know, 
in Native American face. He, oh, well, that's even worse. Now he's racist against both he's people. He's at a Chiefs game. <laughs> yeah, and then and then when they Context pointed out matters, dude. When they pointed out he's the grandson of a Native American chief, he just deleted his tweet. But yeah, but you know, on his tweet, which was interesting, is he puts his post and he's all indignant about it. <laughs> yeah, but he turns comments off because he can't handle anybody oh, who disagrees well, with him or does. educates him. <clears throat> Karen is above comments, Holly. It was absolutely crazy, and it's come out now that this little boy is a Chiefs fan. So now this makes everyone think, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm not usually a face painter when I go to the Raiders games. I'm not above it, though. I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's just a lot of oily makeup, but I I get it. People love their football, so now they're not even allowed to paint their face. So, I mean, a Seahawks fan is doing green and doing blue. Is, oh. is that... Alien, black face? Mine's silver and black. What am I going to do? That's alien and silver people. And, and lizard people uh, uh, how, face. Tell me this. How bored? No. How lame is this guy that I told this you, has to be? It's a supply and demand issue. I pity, the guy, I pity people who live their lives this way. The guy is demanding racism because he's built his life and career off it. Because honestly, he's a talentless hack. And he's probably a racist, if we're being brutally, mean, brutally probably. honest. It's a fact. The people who are making victims of other people, and they're they're making their life about it, where this person's well, a victim and this person's a victim, half he, of it is racist. Just no, to he even is say. a black guy, but he is racist. But okay, yeah. I don't care what color they are. Um, if they're O'Malley May's asking a very important question there at the bottom. Primer question mark. Primer is like a. Are you asking what it is? Because primer is like a. In makeup, it's a moist. It's it's a, like a cream moisturizer that just puts under your makeup, and you put it on your face beforehand, and it just helps everything set. I oh. love primer because okay. it it doesn't then it keeps makeup from getting into your pores and breaking out and things like that. See, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards my costume. I want to lead into the humongous. For those of you not in the know, the humongous, uh, he just wore like straps and like a Speedo <laughs> and then had a hockey mask you on. You know, Halloween was a couple weeks ago. Why didn't you just do it then? Why don't you do your trial was, run then? I was busy. <laughs> I was being uh, uh, Caitlin. Um, oh, and O'Malley May brings up another one. Yesterday morning, right? Was it yesterday morning? Henry Kissinger died. Now, oh my gosh, I wonder what happened. I don't know what the population of hell is, but I know it's one more. Henry Kissinger is a war criminal, full stop. He got many, many, many young U.S. servicemen killed in Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos. Well, he got to live a hundred years. The evil live forever. And another person who passed away was, was Rosalind Carter. Oh, Jimmy Carter's wife. And that's, they invited all the first ladies, including Melania Trump, to yeah, her funeral. And I thought that was a beautiful, a beautiful thing. But she was a beautiful person. Yeah. Well, uh, let's face it. Jimmy Carter was a, a good person. He was too good to be president, which is why we fell apart with him as president. I mean, it's, it's simple. You can't have a nice guy president. you got to have kind of a bastard. All right, um, O'Malley May says, and Cambodians, and Laotians, and Vietnamese, 
and uh, Israel's and Middle Easterners and, and, I mean, face it, Russians and Afghanis. Well, he's a bad guy. And yeah. what's really weird about that is his accent. Like, he sounds like a super Have you villain. ever heard his brother talk? His brother talks normal. His brother has been asked about that. And he's like, I don't know where he gets that. Because he sounds like a supervillain. Kissinger and that Soros guy and that guy that runs Davos that wears those weird pajamas with the weird Doctor Evil shit on the chest. They are evil. It's again last time I'm ever going to swear. Laughable. He was never prosecuted ever. I know he wasn't. He and that's because America owned the World Cathedral, and that's why. America owns the world cathedral. If you're in a small country and you commit a war crime and the world wants to come after you, they can come after you, snatch you up, and drag you off, just like they did to that Milosevic guy or whatever his name was from the Kosovo War. But who is coming to America to snatch up a war criminal? They wouldn't make it seven minutes. Because we have the most guns. That's it. All right, so we should probably... Yeah, we do have to... Uh, we have another topic I want to talk about. Yep, we've got... Yep, we got the pocket. We talked about that. That was fun. Uh, we do have a topic that Holly is bringing. Now, um, share it to, uh, to uh, the... Uh, it's kind of hard to do because I, I have to share from Google to Facebook. Well, that's okay. I'll just talk about it. Okay, just talk about it. So, we're just gonna we're just gonna free roll it. No pictures. So, in the congressional hearings, and many of you may have um, have seen, as when they're talking to the to Homeland Security, they're talking about, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this until just now, but this has been going on since January sixth. Uh, when well, they probably pulled, January seventh. Yeah. So they pulled uh, they pulled the air marshals. A lot of air marshals that fly on planes to protect us from terrorism. And they reassigned them. And they have been tracking, physically tracking. So following, like watching, not just people that were there on January 6th, but every, anyone that was in D.C. area. And the D.C. area is pretty small, considering you've got Virginia yeah, and Maryland. Who- and they're tracking, their whole job was to track these people that were in D.C. on January 6th. Anyone who flew into D.C. that day. So even if you weren't there for anything Trump, anything that flew in. Yeah, you flew in for a a a, conference. A business trip or, you know, you were going fishing on the Potomac. Are you going to look at statues and... Mm-hmm. This is so crazy. And this these people's job is to protect our airlines. And they're part of TSA or what the whole division of Homeland Security. So how it got out initially that I read was a man who is also a marshal had another marshal. And him and his wife were on a plane. And they knew each other. They're like, are you working this flight? Uh, well, no, because no one's working flights. And this guy finds out that his wife, his own wife, has been being followed by another marshal. She came in to visit her husband. his information. No, they were going somewhere together. But he wasn't given the, hey, your wife's under investigation. He finds out after the fact because he runs into a marshal who's following her. Because she flew into D.C. that time. She wasn't at the Capitol. She wasn't in the riots. 
And so that got brought to Congress. And Congress here is saying, what what are you doing? Well, they've been pulled to follow these people around. American citizens. Then they dig a little deeper. Where are the federal security building agents? The ones that are guarding our federal agent our buildings. They've been pulled by Homeland Security to actually do errands and and stuff at the border. Their job is to take these undocumented people to doctor appointments, to this appointment, stuff the border agents aren't able to do. That's their job. These people are supposed to be guarding our federal buildings, and they're not. And here's the thing, people. We've got federal buildings not being watched, airplanes not being watched, though I don't agree with the size of Homeland Security or how they do their job. We're paying for them to do that job regardless. So they should be doing it. Not Ubering around people and certainly not following American citizens around without any evidence, without any anything. This to me is absolutely crazy and this is happening. Our own Homeland Security is, is orchestrating this and it's a waste of resources and it's against our rights as but Americans. The cathedral's in control. That's it's all I gotta say is the cathedral's in control. And that's what they want. Well, they're losing control because they're getting exposed. The well, question is, what are we going to do about it? I hope they are. Are we going to... I'm certainly ready to call my, my senator and call my congressman and get to the bottom of this. But here's the problem. They and get up in front of this. It's political theater. They'll call them in and they'll say, what's going on here? My orcas is a joke. Oh, yeah. He's a joke. Oh, yeah. The border, the border is secure. That's a direct quote from him. Oh, yeah. He said the border's secure. This is insane. So that's my two cents. I hope people will at least consider it, read about it, educate yourselves, because I, and I'm seeing it on the congressional hearings. I know it's hard to listen to those. Those are exhausting. But they're... There's a lot of information coming out, and the people who are confessing or talking about it, they're whistleblowers who have already gone to other senators, other offices, and tried to say, look, I was working a child sex case, and I, I was really onto it, and all of a sudden I get dragged off it to go follow around January Sixers or to just focus strictly on January, finding January Sixers. This is insane. <laughs> This is insane. A man was just arrested in Alaska for for child sex crimes. He had been on the radar for before January 6th for violation to his own child. And the federal agent that was on that case was pulled off that case, and they didn't arrest him before he was pulled off so that he could go track January yeah, 6th. You know. That agent is a whistleblower, and they only now just got him for different charges in Alaska. Do you remember which agent it was that got put in charge of the January 6th stuff? No. It's the agent that ran the Whitmer kidnapping hoax. The agent that ran the up. That's perfect. <laughs> we, we are in the collapse, but I want to finish out with some fun. I want to finish out talking about the signs of the collapse. Let's see how I it's... did want to talk about one more thing, so we're not finishing yet. Oh. You tell me you cannot, you close the door. Gotta turn it up. <laughs> I... 
So they're on. <laughs> I might get in trouble. I'm showing it off of being. Why would this woman urinate on this airplane? They're landing. Even if it's Spirit Airlines. <laughs> so they land it takes them a minute to get to the window and uh <laughs> she's like i gotta go bathroom i gotta go to the bathroom and <laughs> so she just steps out into the aisle like up by one of the escape doors before people are unloading squats down right there in the hallway aisleway and just right there were the bathrooms full i don't know but and then is, they're they're being mad because people shamed her there is what is happening there is signs of societal collapse we are living in a south park Ooh, 125 or 90 cc holly you're overreacting uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're living there in are, a South Park episode. Here yes. Are, here are the signs of collapse. If you guys want to go look this up, look up anybody who studies uh, late Rome, late Greco. Um, Camille Sodom Pagula. and Gomorrah. Camille Pagula. Paglia is a good example. During a collapse, these are things that almost always happen. And I want you guys to Take them off with me. Hold some fingers up. Whatever, however you take them off. The money gets devalued. Masculinity is shunned or outlawed. The artwork degrades. And entertainment. That is artwork. Yeah. Degrades. Low-trust societies gain prevalence. We are there. I don't know what the last one means. High-trust societies are societies that don't have a lot of crime. Okay. So crime is on, on the uh, rampage. Yep. And it's right in your backyard. <clears throat> and. That's California. Homosexuality and gender bending. And this is universal. Yeah. It happened in Rome. It happened twice in Rome because Rome was two different places. A lot of people misunderstand that. You had Western Rome and Eastern Rome. And it happened in both places. It happened in Greece. You're being really quiet right now and it's creeping me out a little bit. This is intense stuff. We are in. I think it's global societal collapse not just us I think we're looking like um, the end of the Bronze Age and I think we need to recognize that okay and what does what does that my dress is fine I'm fine we're fine <laughs> everything is fine <laughs> but then the average person has to do what um, prep and get Get their oh, if, house in order. And if you don't have some kind of food storage, well, if you don't food. have some kind of skills storage, 
Um, if you don't have some kind of protection, if you don't have a plan with friends and neighbors, if you don't have nicotine and alcohol in bulk <laughs> in your house, their trading is going to be really well, tough. And learn how to make that stuff. Make nicotine. Well, I don't know how to make that, but learn how to make alcohol. Um, you know, not just for the drinking part, but alcohol medical. is yeah heavy in the medical. I mean. You know. Well, this dark turn is provided by Jared Anderson. Yes, you're welcome. But no, food storage, food storage, food storage, water storage. I would say that is your priority to tomorrow. F- get a plan, figure a plan out, start rolling with it, start planning. You know, I think uh, you need to get, uh, you know, start out getting a couple of days ready and then say, okay. Start getting specific, start getting a couple weeks and then say, okay, now I'm going to work on a couple months. I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to have a rotation plan. Dry goods are very important. Um, you won't be able to re- rely on wildlife. You won't. I mean, the and you deer, need medications too. The deer will be erased from the state of Utah in a couple of weeks. They will be gone. There won't be a deer left. They will be reading about us a million years from now saying, and we don't know why the deer went extinct, but it will. Well, I mean, this is so gloom and doom, but following down that path, I know there's a place called Jace, Jace Case, I think, and they sell, and I thought this was amazing because during COVID, I thought this is when it came to light with the with the storage or the, uh, and it, you know, with the back, everything was backed up. Jace case, you you go there and you can buy. They will give you um, so many prescriptions for antibiotics, and they tell you what those antibiotics fight. So certain antibiotics mm-hmm. fight certain illnesses, RSV, and um, I think there's even like a herpes one or cold sore <laughs> one, and it gives you all these medications. So that's dual that use for some of you shady buggers. Keep, <laughs> yeah, that you could keep in a in a. It's made for a prep, a prep area. I want to say a prepper, and I don't mean to say that in any disrespect because I'm married You're to one. You're in Utah. It's not disrespect and, to say prepper. I mean, that's just but after Mormon. supply, so supply chain went down. A lot of people couldn't even get their regular mm-hmm. medications, and so and without a doctor, and if you need a medication that requires it's a, you know, the DEA is being involved. You've really you could really be in trouble, and mm-hmm. so. I mean, I don't want to tell anyone to go easy on their meds or take half and try to save half. But during COVID, we really learned, like, you're not going to have everything you want in one second. And you're not going to last very long if everything's shut off. And I don't think Americans really visualize that. If everything is shut off tomorrow and you have to live off what's in your home. I mean, look at the craze of how people went over toilet paper. Like, that's a luxury we have three day, three day supply lines in our stores. Um, O'Malley May says spaghetti. Sp- I love spaghetti did squash I so much. Like a little kid, you did spaghetti squash stores for two years. Yes, and her spaghetti squash is delightful. And then she has. I want to know what her. I love spaghetti squash. It's one yeah, of my. She's favorite brought a few, a things. couple over to me, and they are. I love. I love my favorite is butternut squash though. Oh, butternut squash is oh that's my and she says my doTERRA my no. doTERRA oils won't be enough dude <laughs> hey man 
uh, every time I see her. So what you on today, man? <laughs> she goes through a list of her her hippie stuff. No, I Pop think some you... crystals in there, and and I'm telling you, she would be wearing tie dye. Do you know that? Do you know that? Uh, Years ago, you know Eric Gumbrecht. Mm-hmm. He's a dear, dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And years ago, we were talking to um, CERT. Uh, her name was Robin, and she's on CERT here, part okay. of the CERT team here in Tula County. And we were just talking about preparation and all of that. And one key thing that I learned and and was that communities and the more local you get so your neighbors we live we live at the end of a street on the island so went around to my neighbors and we just kind of get an idea of what everyone has in case there is a catastrophe and so you know one neighbor says you need to have a generator and one neighbor says well i have weaponry if you don't have weapons i'll i have weapons all of us need to have food all of us need to have water to for our own families but just to research in that and then to Figure out, you know, how to, if you're in danger or if you have somebody that's hurt in your home, you put a red sticker on your wall, on your window so that passersby know immediately they need to go there. And if you're fine, put a green one up so they don't have to stop. Um, Being at least thoughtful in that and then also reaching out to your neighbors to say, hey, if there was an emergency, are you guys stocked on food? I mean... I've always let people know we're fine and armed here. We don't want you coming to my house for food if I it's a I was. catastrophe. I, am, I have none of that stuff. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I've got a BB a BB gun and a like a one of those slingshot things. I have foul language. But I think if if people really actually think that the supply COVID was a perfect teacher. The problem is, did we learn? <laughs> did society learn? Because so many just complied. <laughs> you don't learn when you're in collapse. That's not. It's not a learning environment. We're too busy at each other's throat about whatever. O'Malley May says peppermint for dysentery. Really, peppermint takes care of that. That's good to know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I, to, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to start prepping. Uh, what are those little round candies? Oh yeah, York peppermint patties. Yes. Just kidding. So I wanted to just bring up one more thing. Okay. That I, are we done? We're done. Let's do one more thing. We got. Yeah, minutes. but this is this isn't a little thing. This is. Eh, we'll go for however long we we want. This is Chauvin. Oh, okay. So Chauvin. It's Derek Chauvin. Gets stabbed 22 times. Like in the face. On Black Friday. And I am absolutely, first of all, I didn't know he was in Tucson, Arizona. That's yeah, where there's, there's, and if for those who don't know, he is the officer that was accused of murdering George Floyd by leaning on his back, which, by the way, is a standard police move. <laughs> that was in the best trained to in do court that. when the chief's like, we don't teach that. And all the officers are like, yeah, we yeah, teach that. Yeah, you do. It's in video. They and, teach that. And then they're also like, yeah, here's my training manual. It's on page four. Exactly. <laughs> but what that same day that he was stabbed 22 times, which, again, I didn't realize this. I, I, I'm ashamed to say I kind of I didn't for, forgot about him, but I absolutely wasn't intact like i didn't realize he was moved to tucson i didn't know if he was in general population i still don't know was he put in general they, pop? They, yes he was in general pop he has been in general pop his lawyers have been arguing for six months 
that he should not be in general. No, pop. it's That's, a death sentence. Yes. And and the jail, first of all, this jail he's in in Tucson, it's a jail federal penitentiary. Or, yeah, federal penitentiary. That is, um, that is in trouble for lots of these circumstances. They've had lots of people murdered in their prison. And they've been in trouble. So, one, this jail needs wonder, to be closed down. It makes me wonder, because, you know, Epstein was suicided in his jail cell and epstein, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong epstein right? killed himself in the perfect storm. epstein at six foot two tall killed himself by throwing himself off of a four foot tall scaffolding with a paper towel noose around his neck oh if you know that's yeah that's that's real so <laughs> this is black friday when this happened it yep. just so happens on the exact same day that the autopsy results come out the original autopsy that was done on on george floyd that actually shows that he was died he died of a fentanyl overdose he died of two things a fentanyl overdose and an oversized heart due to long-term drug abuse um and, so that's a coincidence right but the fbi the fbi got to that death certificate and changed it to asphyxiation so and that came up during court case so, because i do recall that he did have enough fentanyl in his system according to the to the examiner that said this would have killed him within hours at mm -hmm. least so maybe the pressure on his and it chest started to come up, up because that that uh coroner was diddling like his assistant and then he broke her heart like eight months ago. So she started a lawsuit started. against him. This, so, is, this, is, this is too good. All of it's too good. You can't make this up. Okay, so now you've got, you've got yeah. this man, this police officer goes to prison for 22 years. And the FBI changes the medical examiner's report or at least encourages it gets changed. Here's now it's involved in everyone. But wait. The man stabs him the day this news comes out, and now it's come out the man, the prisoner who did it, was an FBI informant. So Was a previous FBI informant. Yes. Um, now, here's my other question. Did the FBI do it so that they could gin up hysteria you know, and make him a sacrificial lamb on the altar of let's get the Democrats in power, or was it done so that they could calm down like so that they could the black lives so that they could so that they could you know try him and get him and get uh the summer of love stopped i don't know but either way i mean that's an awful thing would you sacrifice one man like that to he's stop not one and, man. but but they're not trying any of the blm people which they should be this is the thing he's not one man now he's a martyr in my opinion oh he's gonna be yeah and but he's but I'm talking about Chauvin. And again, he's not one man. He is the blue line. He's the thin blue line of law enforcement that now, because of this case, every police officer has to think two, three seconds too long out of fear. Actually, something most, like this could happen. Most police officers are looking for different professions. They are. But here's the. If we it, lose law enforcement, we lose society. Eh, maybe. Let's just say. Under a malicious circumstance, trials are much shorter and quicker. Not as correct, though. Uh, anyways, but no, um, it, it's crazy, which is, all this leads me to why I like Ramaswamy. 
because he wants to tear this down. He's he's the only one that says it openly and actually lays out a plan for it. Trump says, drain the swamp. Ramaswamy says, I want to get rid of the FBI. Here's how I'm going to do it. I want to get rid of the ATF. But Ramaswamy scares me because nobody should be saying the things I want to hear because I'm a crazy person. I don't know. I mean, Obama did the same thing, said things that Democrats wanted to hear. And he was young. He had very little sure, background. Sure. I he see said, a lot of similarities. He said the things that Democrats wanted to hear. And America wanted Trump to said support the, things, the first black president. A lot of Republicans even voted Trump for Obama. Trump said the things that Republicans want to hear. Ramaswamy says the things that I want to hear. Well, I, I like him too. I like I'm what he's I'm a crazy person. I'm not Sounds a Sounds too person. good to be true. I know. You just have to... At this point in the game, and until we can get him here and meet him and hopefully have an opportunity. Yeah, we're working on that. I mean, we'll go to you one know, of his You know, there's a guy in our county that's one of his military advisors. It's, We've had him on the show before. I'll see if I can't reach out. Well, I'll, I think that you've got to get to know someone. And the truth is, once he gets there, again, he's fighting an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. There's, the president is not a powerful person. Mm -hmm. In the in the reality of it all. <laughs> I don't know. Molly May says I want to have his babies. Then do it. We need more babies in this world. They'd be <laughs> yeah, beautiful Molly babies. May, you're young and beautiful. Why don't you and that lovely husband of yours get it on? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that what we need to do is be aware, and I'm really worried about about Chauvin. I think this is a I, dangerous precedent, and I think to, his whole trial was a dangerous precedent for law enforcement yep, everywhere. Yep. Well, not just for law enforcement, because it it wasn't just law enforcement was on trial. It was the ultimate innocence of uh, of the African American community. What Which is mean? what it was, saying that they're innocent under any circumstance. And it, I thought that was OJ's thing. No, OJ's, OJ's was the ultimate innocence of a very wealthy man. That's fair. OJ is but not black. But the black community did make that oh, part sure, of their... Sure, but they, none of that reflected down to them in any such circumstance. If this is horrible to me. <laughs> the black is, community could find great black citizens that are doing is, amazing things and... This is reparations. And that an example. In, this is reparations in the courtroom. <laughs> this is horrible. It when, is when an officer has to pause before they can even they can even do their job. And and the sad thing is, those people, anyone who watched that tape, I'm with you. It was horrible to Look, watch a man lean on his Chauvin. back. But let me finish this thought. Watching that drove people to to craze. And there are bad cops out there. I'm not defending 100. percent There's bad everything out there. But what they didn't see is the rest of the tape, the prior tape of him fighting with this man for, what, a half hour straight, like a two-year-old. Roll the windows down. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Screaming in the back of his That wasn't his even cruiser. Chauvin that did that. It, Chauvin showed up to they already had him on the ground. Right. I'm talking so about So Chauvin shows up and thinks prior. that they had a fight. So he, he comes in. And no, he didn't kneel on his neck. He knelt on his upper back his between back. the traps. But Chauvin showed up, but also here's the other thing that happened. And this had been going on. You've heard lots of cops in the area talk about this. Every time they made a, 
uh, they had any contact with any civilian, a crowded gather and phones would come out. And then everyone comes out and they start yelling at him and recording him, which I'm a supporter of. I think that they should do that. And I think police should learn to police to answer for that because, because it will only make everybody's operation better. They should. Also, police shouldn't be enforcing everything they enforce. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say it. They just shouldn't. Well, that's not there. They're doing their job. I they're, know. They're doing our, their job. It's our legislators that should be so making laws. We should pull police out of a lot of stuff. But anyways, so Chauvin shows up. The guy's on the ground already. It looks like they've been in a wrestling match. He doesn't know that, that, uh, that um, uh, what do we call him, innocent saint whatever, went on the ground voluntarily. That's where he wanted to be because he was ODing. He was in the middle of a freakout from his OD. And so... He's on the ground. He shows up. He's already on the ground. He just comes in and adds his support where he thinks he sees a gap that may need support on the shoulders of this giant of a human being. George Floyd was a freaking mass monster. You know, he was a big dude. You know, he He'd was over been six foot tall. fighting with cops, not fighting, but saying the exact same things. A half hour prior. When I saw that yeah. footage, I was like, oh my goodness. And yeah, then when I you see breathe. Chauvin's face, when he's standing there and he looks just so like like he's been dealing with a two-year-old, that's the look he had on his face. I know because as a mom, I've had it. Chauvin's but face looked to me like context, he was... He it was, looked like he was sick and mean and vile in the looked, first video. He looked to me like he was nervous of this big crowd, is what he looked like. His I eyes were darting it. around the crowd. You watch the video because the crowd just closed in on him. A big ring of people recording him. And he looked nervous about that. Was nine minutes too long? 100%. 1,000%. Too long to ever have to. And, and regardless of circumstance, for the police officer, nine minutes too long. If you have to physically control someone with your body weight or muscles for nine minutes, that's too long. That's why you get handcuffs. That's why you should have... Pi or, they already had had him in the car. Pig shackles in the back of your car. Hog time, stand up and, you know, they fill out your They had him laying in the back of the car. Yes, and he was did. screaming that he couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. Please. Oh. 100%. And he's like, I'll roll the window down. I'm the officer's not, trying to accommodate I'm him. I'm not blaming Chauvin here. It was as corrupt as corrupt comes. And... Me, unlike everyone else, has been saying this same thing from the day it happened. I've been saying this the whole time because I watched it. I recognized what it was. What? That Chauvin was there holding the guy down. They didn't know he was, he had OD'd, first yeah, of all. They, they didn't, didn't know that. But maybe police officers just say, Every encounter, just walk up, bam, Narcan. And then, <laughs> I mean, that's what you'd have to do. And they did not know Can he I was see on, your drivers on drugs. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but no, I could recognize what it was from the start. I knew what it was. It was Chauvin was the senior officer on the scene with their crowd gathering. He's got a rookie on the legs. He's got a rookie trying to control the crowd. He's thinking, I'm this up could shit get ugly creek fast. without a paddle. And that's what's going on. So I don't want to blame the crowd because crowds are going to do what crowds are going to do. And you can't train. You can't train intelligence into the general population, into gen pop for 
for those in the know. You can't train that. You can't train common sense into people. There's one thing about common sense. It's the most uncommon thing we have. You can't do that. But one, um, I think, I mean, honestly, what Chauvin should have done, should have said rookie number one, he should have said, uh, we'll pretend the rookie's name is Dumas. I think Dumas sounds good. Mm. Dumas, get me the pig ties. Go in the trunk. He pulls out the pig ties, handcuffs on the ankles, handcuffs on the wrists. The handcuffs get connected at a less than uncomfortable or at a more comfortable than uncomfortable point behind the back. And then you stand up. You stand up and you go hands off. Police officers need to make it a policy that priority one on physical contact with an aggressor is to go hands off. You want to do what it takes to go hands off. So you wrestle him to the ground. You get him into a position where you can, like like a, a calf ropers. Calf ropers, get him down, tie their feet, stand up, hands up. And that's what cops need to do. And then you can fill out the paperwork and he can roll around on the ground and say, you know, I'm uncomfortable. You know, if you want to be nice, carry a little, uh, I would say get little pillows, you know, like airline okay, pillows that have a little a blue line flag on them and slide Kid, it under their head. This, this whole thing, like, is sad to me because we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. He, he would have never gotten a fair trial. He never nope. did. There's, Wasn't a chance. The jury, there was no chance. And with all this stuff around it, and with the craziness of the summer of love, where our country burned, and all of that, it's it's devastating to me. And then with this new news coming out, new to some about the autopsy and all of that, he can't even get a new trial or an appeal. The judges are denying it, and it feels like, and perception is all I have. This is my opinion. It feels like. I mean, they gave him a life sentence, putting him in general pop, and that feels like cruel and unusual punishment. They have to protect cops. They have to protect prisoners. Once they take custody of these people, they're responsible for them. And I think this is so ridiculously black and white wrong, and I don't understand why more people are not upset about this. Even if you think this guy was an absolute ass, this is, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. And then no judge will give him a, a, an opportunity with this new evidence to appeal it. This should go to the Supreme Court, in my opinion. I agree. I agree 100%. And the FBI who made that contact with the coroner say, hey, you know, doctor that up 10% or 3%. He should take his place in jail. Because I've always been a proponent of that. If law enforcement commits a crime to get a conviction, law enforcement should face that time in jail. I think anyone who commits a crime against or accuses somebody of something that's going to put them in prison. I'm with it. But but they actually didn't do it. That person should be responsible. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Sadly, Chauvin is a sacrifice. Yeah, feels like he always was going to be. Sacrifice on the altar of... And again, we don't know what we don't know. Back everything. then, I was with people. I was like, this is totally crazy. But it didn't feel right. Knowing I've been around law enforcement long enough to know that it just didn't... What I was seeing didn't feel right. Like, it didn't fit. There was a narrative being said, but the actions didn't all fit. So I was so confused. And when they... It was months before they released the body cams from early 
earlier before he was on the ground. And that's when I went, oh my God, they were trying to accommodate this guy so much so that it was just, and he's kicking the window and he was in the cruiser. He was in the mm-hmm. back seat. hundred percent. They're like, look, we're just going to take you down. They were being so nice to him. And he's yelling, I can't breathe. He said it so many times. And they said, are you on anything? Have you taken anything? And he's saying, no, man, no. He didn't want to go to jail. And he was suffering an overdose, but didn't want to go to jail. He did ask for an ambulance, which they called. But again, they didn't know if they were dealing with a guy that was, because he acted like a two-year-old. And this person has been propped up in the black community as the mighty <laughs> martyr. And I'm thinking I, there are so many amazing black people. We do have to shut this down. Up. I do like how they painted his mural on the side of the building and then lightning struck it. So even God said, he's not a good guy. Anyways, no, it's BS. It, it is a hundred percent BS. He's a sacrifice for whatever reason. He's a sacrifice because they didn't want to, uh, come after BLM because that would have probably supported Trump and given uh, given a uh, heir to Trump's campaign. They declared so, war on the entire law so enforcement community. Sure, sure. Across this nation, sure. our officers and are the in whole time. far more danger now well, because of that. And lots of officers were a part of that. Let's talk about the NYC cops who, when uh, de Blasio illegally painted you know, Black Lives Matter as a crosswalk, that was illegal with taxpayer money, then had police officers defend it. And right. police officers proudly defended that. So I don't know about proudly. There is the no innocent The officers in New York aren't big fans of It doesn't of matter. You can quit. Well, you almost You're have not to enlisted. because you can't keep your oath. Yeah, there you go. But anyways, we got to close it down. That's two hours, 10 minutes right now. Thank you for joining oh us. Oh my gosh, we could go for four hours if someone we're let gonna, us. We're going to have to go for four hours soon. Uh, but there's changes coming. We'll we'll be announcing those next week. Um, be a whole new show next week. So join us then. Uh, things are going to change. Should be a little more outlined. And um, humana, humana. But uh, I do like that idea. Just walk up every contact, Narcanum. Just boom. I think there'd be a Narcan shortage. Until this country starts making their own drugs here at home, we're going to have problems. China will be getting rich. Okay, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Yes, thanks for joining us. You guys have a uh, have a wonderful night, a wonderful week. Um, remember, it's if you fine. see if you see any news stories that that are popping to mind, reach out. You know, let us know if there's a news story in your local area, especially you listeners. You know, Amali May, we know you live on the other side of the mountain. Hi, Mom. Yes, hello. Um, if you live on the other side of the mountain, um, send us that information. We will uh, we'll gladly cover it. Of course, right now we're covering local Twila stuff. We want to be an outlet for local events to have where they can uh, advertise. And I think that, it, like Mally May, if you have stuff you want to go in on your local city council that you want us to look into. Mm. If we have enough time, I'm happy to look into it and make some phone calls and get get more information. The thing is, our whole goal is to just bring mm. the discussion and let's just have a discussion and at least educate what we hey, can, look, how we can. Well, Molly May is saying down there at the bottom, she's running next time. 
She's going to run for, oh, is she's that city run council? For city council. I like that. Is that, that's, that's what you read idea. right down there, right? Yeah. That yeah. latest comment. That's what I read too. Thanks, O'Malley. We need more people like you in government. Oh my gosh. She'd be a wrecking ball. Dude. Mm. All right. You guys have a wonderful night, a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Ooh. $48. Hmm. You would die if you knew a mine went up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a wonderful, uh, a wonderful weekend. Be safe. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. I'm hurting, I think. What's wrong? Just my, my back and my side are oh. throbbing, which is so crazy.